Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One person that's going to be like, oh, I want to be just like Jordan Belfort. You got the other person be like, God, what a douchebag. I can't believe a 70-something Martin Scorsese made a movie this hectic, entertaining. It never stops. It's like a train runs over you. And it's like, <laughs> it's absolutely inc- incredible. But it's hard to watch these douchebags for three hours, whereas in like Goodfellas, it's so cool, it's so stylish, and I kind of enjoy the story so much more, and they're not quite as hardcore. If it was all Tommy in Goodfellas, I would be like, no, too much, he's too crazy. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Joining us remotely today, we have Phil. Hello. Jonathan. Hello. And as always, Kobe. Hi. And we're going to be talking about Martin Scorsese's Wolf of Wall Street. Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello film fans, welcome to this episode of FlixWatch Podcast. Joining us remotely today, we have Phil and Jonathan. If you could please say hello to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please. Hello, I'm Phil. Uh, I work at the Prince Charles Cinema. I have done for the last too long. Um, And uh, I'm a manager there and I'm also co-host of the Podcast Cinecast, the official podcast of said cinema. Um, with the other guy, Jonathan, who's over there. He can talk now. Hello. <laughs> My name is Jonathan Foster. And yeah, I also work at the Prince Charles Cinema. I work over in, well, up in the uh, design department. I, I say up because it's upstairs in the cinema in this really small office. And uh, only hobbits could fit up there. And they somehow squashed my six foot six self up there. Um nice. Yeah, so this is what I deal with on a day-to-day basis. That cinema is made for hobbits, and I'm Gandalf, who who uh, walks around all day long. Um, and yeah, I host the Pod Charles Cinecast. It's, as Phil said, the official podcast of Prince Charles Cinema. We talk about the cinema, movies that show at the cinema, and our guests <laughs> and include up. people who work at the cinema. And it's a fun podcast. It's really fun. It's great. And it's a fun <laughs> cinema as well. 
So yeah, yeah. check out podcast Charles Cinecast. One thing I want to ask you guys is you're, you're kind of famous for your for your marathons and your all nighters. Mm-hmm. What kind of people do you see coming into those sessions? Uh, how many people fall asleep during them? And you know what's what's the fun thing about about doing those kind of sessions? Uh, angry loner, the unemployable, the criminally insane. <laughs> no, no, they're they're good. They're good lot. Like yeah. uh, it depends what it is, man. It depends what <laughs> what. I mean, if we're getting uh, Wes Anderson, you've got the the loveliest people I've ever seen in my life. They're so polite. Uh, similarly, with the Lord of the Rings crowds, but you get Arnie, you get like. Whew, Beefcake. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> marathons are crazy. They're there's some some of the drunkest and uh liveliest people. Uh and they they probably sleep the most because they pass out. Um <laughs> they got drunk, popped out, wake up in the middle of T two, like what? What what happens? Why <laughs> what's the why hand? Be good? Yeah. What's, what's, why? why thumbs up? What? Why but why male models? <laughs> uh, no, we have the best fan in the yeah. in the world they've, they've been especially over lockdown uh, yes and it's nice um, it's nice that people still care even when they can't come to the <laughs> yeah. cinema oh we care I yeah. just care a lot it's it's, it's tough for everyone um, so it's good it's good that we're talking now and connecting remotely and hopefully once lockdown finishes we'll connect via a Sylvester Stallone uh, marathon and maybe fall asleep during Cobra yes please yeah <laughs> yeah but not during Demolition Man. Not during Demolition Man. You could have chosen like Demolition Man, Phil. Anyway, oh. Phil, you chose the film for today. Yeah. Um, and that is Wolf of Wall Street. So can you tell us why you chose it and give us a less than 60 second synopsis? Uh, oh, based on a true story, Leonardo DiCaprio played um, John Belfort, yep. uh, a stockbroker who sort of figured out a sort of loophole in the market and like with the weird band of like outsiders outsmart the whole game and take advantage of a lot of stupid people and make a lot of money and i mean it would i didn't mean for it to become so timely when i picked the movie but yeah. you know it had become with the whole gamestop uh reddit wall street depth thing yeah, true um but i think it's uh, I think it's an incredible movie. I c- can't believe a 70-something Martin Scorsese made a movie this, like, hectic, um, entertaining. It's full of life. It, it never stops. It just, it's like a train runs over you. And it's like, <laughs> it's absolutely inc- incredible. I can't get over it. Like, people half his age can't make a movie like that. And I and I feel like it still doesn't get enough due for a variety of reasons. Um, but I think I sort of summed it up there. So, <laughs> where, where, Helen and, and Jonathan, where, where do you sit on the Wolf of Wall Street? Helen? So th- this is not my, my favourite Scorsese film. I'd struggle a fair bit with this one, to be honest. Um uh, I think the first time I saw it, I kind of fell asleep. It's too, it's for me, it's way too long. I think it's way too long, even for a Scorsese film. And uh, I love Goodfellas. I love it to bits. And you can kind of like tell that Scorsese's like, these guys are having a wild time, but it's mm. really bad and you <laughs> shouldn't do this. Whereas with this, it kind of doesn't have any morality around it. And 
the female characters in it <laughs> don't really have a lot to say really and it's kind of it's a it's a difficult way it's, I, I find i find it a little bit boring so sorry <laughs> sorry phil like it's not it's not it's not one no, of my favorites i won't take it personally <laughs> but scorsese will marty what do you say to that um <laughs> uh well i'm a i'm a bit like in the middle of you two guys like Come on, uh, the, man! Back the first, me up. <laughs> well, see, see, the first time I saw it, I I wasn't a big fan of it, and then rewatching it for this, like I I just saw it last night, and it does a little bit like get influenced by what's going on right now, like mm-hmm. the GameStop, like the fiasco that's going on. That makes me more engrossed into what's going on, and. But like, yeah, I love Goodfellas so much. Goodfellas to me is a perfect movie. And I feel like with this, Scorsese wanted to go back to using that formula. And I think like it's full of incredible performances, incredible scenes and so many memorable moments in The Wolf of Wall Street. But like it just as a whole is is a bit much and like (laughs) it like doesn't stop like the gas pedal just keeps on going it's like it's like I, I feel like you know the scene where Jordan thinks that he like drove perfectly like yeah. home yeah, on the, the quaaludes yeah. on the lemons like I feel like it leaves you feeling like the re- reveal after when you realize he just crashed the hell out of that car. And that's kind of that's how the I feel after watching this film. It's like, holy shit. Because it's so, it's like really hard to watch. Like for like the, like for, like you said, Helen, the women characters, there's not much going on for them. Um, poor Margot mm. Robbie is just like straight up, just like, like, hey, get nude, come like spread your legs. Uh, and there's so much of that, and she's she's like actually one of the ones that gets better, like more work to do in this mm. film, and she's yeah. like strong in moments, but it's not quite like you know Goodfellas where, and and also just off the back what Helen said as well, like the characters don't feel like sometimes I, I get where you know, Scorsese's like, yeah, these guys are, these guys are crazy. They're horrible. And you have two types of people that watch it. One person that's going to be like, oh, I want to be just like Jordan Belfort. You got the other person to be like, God, what a douchebag. But it's hard to watch these douchebags for three hours. Whereas in like Goodfellas, it's so cool. It's so stylish. And I kind of enjoy the story so much more. And they're not quite as hardcore. If it was all Tommy in Goodfellas, I would be like, no, too much. He's too crazy. But you yeah. don't have that. So, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. I, I, Sorry, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more towards uh, Phil's side than yourself, uh, Jonathan. Thank God. Thank you, but, Kobe. Uh, but I, I, I mean, I, you know, insider trading here. <laughs> Not to use it, but before we start the session, I always send like a few talking points. And one of the talking points was, is this a bit too much? Question mark. And <laughs> We've already hit it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, yeah. For me, it's just it, the time zipped by with this film. I, but this is my second time watching it, and but that you know that three and a bit hour time when you see three and a bit hours, you kind of think, oh, I could probably watch two shorter films in that same time and get twice enjoyment <laughs> out of it. Um, it's hard to justify. It, it's hard to justify three hours. But when I sat down and started watching it, 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 it flew by. And in the moment, it's a bit of a roller coaster ride. You're laughing at things, uh, but as soon as it kind of finishes down, I felt a bit empty. I was like. 
well, he didn't really lose out, really, did he? Um, he's still got a fair bit more, more money than most people in the world. But that's um, life, that's what happened. And he, he also gets to star in his, well, not star, but, you know, he he kind of didn't really lose that much. And then he gets this movie made about himself, which he obviously makes shitloads of money <laughs> from the rights of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, there's, there's like, this film is like, you can be that asshole and life is still going to be it. great. Which I kind of have problems with anyway. But and just have all you've all you've done is had a wild ride um, <laughs> through it. And you know, morals wise, you know, this is not a moralistic film, <laughs> but that's not Scorsese <laughs> style. Um, but it it, 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 in a way, it just seems to over glamorize it for me. And I just think, you know, the bit where he's talking about, for example, the three types of prostitutes, and it's like, <laughs> do, you need, do you need that bit? Do you need that bit really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I think you can go, I think you can show the excesses without going like, it was just a yeah, bit too much. You um, can show like an hour of it and then that would be fine. But this is like two hours, 45 minutes of it. And then the, the last 15 minutes is like, shit, he got caught. <laughs> and you're just like, oh. Yeah. 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 I, 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 yeah, I found myself like about two, uh, two hours into the film just feeling like oh man it must be around like you know wrapping up soon and then check <laughs> check the time it's like another hour holy shit <laughs> i mean and i wasn't you know i'm enjoying it it's just, it's, just, it's intense it's intense you're being beat over the head with uh sex drugs and Joke. rock and roll it's talking about the finance sector it's <laughs> not it's not it's not starting off with joe pesci stabbing a guy who they already thought was dead in the boots yeah. this is like guys in finance in suits and yeah. it's it's more hectic than any of those films it is entertaining but I just I think each time I feel like I mean the first time I saw Margot Robbie I was like fucking hell but each time I see it now I'm like ah oh, dude but she's great she's outside of this role she's done amazing and she's forged a career which is fantastic and she's driven through so many new projects as a result of the power she's got many from this film so yeah. um, not begrudging that but a lot of the other characters as, as female characters as um, Helen Jonathan was saying are not as well drawn as we'd like to be uh, I think in this day and age we just want a bit of balance there um, yeah in that story but yeah I think that's fair I think that I think that's a valid criticism and I think that it's a shame that the thing that popped up in a lot of Gordon need work um, with obviously a handful of very good obvious exceptions like Karen and Goodfellas and yeah, um, Sharon Stone and so Casino yeah. and some of his early stuff um, and I'm a big fan of Gordon Aidney and I feel like this is a movie we you would take for granted if it was because it's Gordon Aidney sorry if it was anyone else that's their first movie I think it would get a lot more prop but because it's Gordon Aidney and it's familiar territory for him and you could argue he doesn't do it as well as something like Goodfellas. I think that's also fair. Um, but it does that thing for me where it introduces me to a world I don't really care about. Yeah. And then I'm suddenly fascinated by because of these sort of whack ball characters. And the cast is incredible. Everyone is great in it. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, this is my favorite Leo. I sort of kind of, I, I hoped, I sort of always. Um, I'm annoyed that he didn't win for this and he yeah. won for something like The Revenant. Um, I, I, I kind of agree with you on like that, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, can yeah. I think the, the thing is more, the change is more drastic. You know, he's literally a puppy at the beginning of this movie. He's, mm. you know, oh, he's he got drinking like, at lunchtime? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Um, but he's like so soft-spoken and 
people walk all over him. He's overshadowed by Matthew McConaughey at a point where McConaughey was about to break again. So it was a surprise. <laughs> and then that character just gets bigger and bigger and more and more out of control. And I would I would say the one thing I don't agree, criticism wide, I think I think Gordon is allowed to portray a world without morality, but I think there is a morality to I think people sort of you can you're ignoring the last third of that movie where he turns into a complete monster and it sort of undoes the rest of the movie. You know, he turns into a wife beater and he almost kills the child. Yeah. Um and he may not lose all his money, but that again isn't a fault of the movie that what happened that's life that's america it's the story of america in one movie in that money can buy you anything and so i think i ride the line like jonathan was saying and i dip my toe in both kind of viewers in that like it does over glamorize their lifestyle um but i enjoy the ride but also i'm like i hate these people i wish all of them (laughs) would get an std and go away (laughs) <laughs> what, well, happens they have the ride you? Yeah. what happens when you close it down at the end are you you like supercharged are you like um, like me a bit uh a bit I'm a, yeah i feel i feel i feel a bit depressed but i think yeah. in a in a good way i mean look you're gonna think i'm crazy now because we just talked about how long that movie is and it's way too long but i saw this in the cinema mm. twice in one day the first day it came out <laughs> that's how much I liked it. I I, I went in. Shit. I went in for an afternoon show with a couple of friends, and it like blew my mind. And I called up my brother, and I was like, "Oh my god, the, 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 you got to watch a new Gordon movie." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll watch it." And, he, and I'm like, "Do you want to watch it now? I'll go with you." And he's like, "Okay." And I watched it with him again that day, and I've seen it many times. I've I since we've been locked down, I think I've seen it twice all the way through, oh, wow. maybe three oh. times. Is this your favourite Scorsese? Yeah. No. Oh. Not okay. even. I don't. It's up there, but it's not even my favourite. There's something. It. I think it's just addictive to me. It's like a drug. It's something <laughs> so watchable, so insane about it. I think it's so well made. Every <laughs> time I watch it, the same moments give me goosebumps. The same like sort of camera pull, but the ending. And I remember that moment in the movie theater because the camera suddenly turned on the audience at the end. And it's so reflective. And it's, it's, I mean, if if you don't know, like it's Jordan giving like a self-help seminar or something. And the camera turned toward all the people just watching him in awe. Mm. And it's like you in the cinema having just watched two hours of the guy doing the most debaucherous act known to man. <laughs> and still you kind of are in awe for some reason. And it's it just so, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't even know what the word is there. I don't, I don't know how I feel at the end of this movie. <laughs> I think it ch- it's challenging me in a yeah. way that I don't understand. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll I'll ask Marty one day. <laughs> I mean, you ask Marty, come back to us. <laughs> I personally felt really dirty after watching it. But like, you need a shower. That that scene that uh, Phil is talking about, like I felt like I, like yeah, you do feel like you're one of those people. But the worst part of it is, you also feel like you are. They all look kind of dumb, and <laughs> mm. you feel like you're one of the dumb assholes who like can't sell a pen. Yeah, you can't yeah. sell a pen. You you just you you like are the one that's gonna get grifted. You're you're the person who's gonna like. <laughs> 
be fooled and while these idiots like Jordan Belfort get to live free and you know exploit people forever and just rip people off and you know like phil said that is almost america and that is kind of sad and uh we see that like currently going on right now that like there's always the bell out you know and those guys are always free to go and i know like scorsese does like i like it's the similar thing with goodfellas like he he has shown you these horrible people and you are i think his intention is for you to be like disgusted at him but like i think yeah like if we jump back into that morality thing like it's like it's full blown there's so much of it you're just like we get it marty like we get it you but you don't really realize it until you see leo blowing coke up someone but you need to see it yeah we can't just tell you it it needs to be visceral I think yeah. one thing I really I, I do really enjoy about this film is that it seems like there's lots and lots of set pieces or scenes that would just if, if any of the film had like three or four of those it was it would be a good film. Mm. But there's so many scenes like the I don't know, the fun coupons one. Um, <laughs> That's a good scene. Yeah. This makes me fucking laugh my ass off. You know, crashing a helicopter out of out of your mind. There's lots of <laughs> these little bits which yeah. are which really it's kind like of a drive Fast and it. Furious movie. It is, yeah. It just kind of puts, <laughs> like, puts, there's more action in it than the Fast and Furious movie because there's, there's a very little yeah. slowdown. I mean, one of my favorite bits is um, Rob Reiner's character when you first see him introduced and then every time in the in the film, he's absolutely shouting and screaming his head off. Yeah. yeah. Um, that match so is great. It, it's just, there's a lot oh, of things yeah. that drive the film along. and then, but, that, but then at the end, you feel like, like say, a bit dirty. Is that what I want to say, guys, before we head to the scores? Well, Phil, you you picked it. I mean, I could just say I think this film is like a it's a solid film from Scorsese. I just don't hold it in high regards because it is, yeah, kind of intense. But it is solid. It's a yeah, solid yeah. film. And Leo, like Leo and Jonah Hill, holy shit! Like both mm, of them are incredible. Mm. Leo, like Phil said, I think he deserved an Oscar for this role, and I'm surprised he didn't win. And I think it was better than his performance in The Revenant. But I think maybe Hollywood just rather not see him like snort coke out of a prostitute's butt, but rather <laughs> see him crawl inside of a bear. And that's yeah, what I you got to do in Hollywood to get in, Oscars. In that- Finding the um, the clip to show for his performance might have been a bit difficult if they're like on the news. So the winner was. Oh, yes. we can't show that. Mm, we can't really show that bit of the film. We can't show that bit of the film. Could we show that bit of the film? That's the real guy. We could yeah. show that. No, no, no. It needs to be Leo. So maybe, maybe they just they just couldn't. Yeah. I think the only bit you could show is the like Jonathan said that bit where he's trying to get into a car and he's on quail and like sticks his foot, foot in the you know door handle uh, and it like raises him up you know it's very Chaplin-esque yeah. it's great <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I think that you know the only that's the safest scene um, I've, I've said my piece with the movie I obviously like it very much um, yeah. I think it comes together really well I think it has really outstanding cast yeah. music a, a sort of jarring soundtrack that shouldn't work but does for me um because it's all over the place it's like it has music specific to the time and also sort of classic music and modern music it's, it's really yeah. all over the place well scott says um, he loves his deal drop stuff doesn't he yeah he does i mean it's very he loves his rolling yeah. stones doesn't he mm-hmm. but 
I didn't really understand the like. It kind of took me out. The one song was the Foo Fighters me song, too. and I, I like the Foo Fighters, but that like was just like, why is this song in here? Yeah, Evalon comes out of nowhere, and you were just yeah. listening to like Howlin' Wolf a minute ago, and it. <laughs> The timeline doesn't match. Does the time were we in the nineties for that, or is that? I think it technically matches, but I don't. I don't think it worked. And I think because you, I think Foo Fighters are still around. So if you hear Foo Fighters, you immediately think of now. (laughs) It doesn't work for like a period piece. Um, Yeah. No, good, good stuff. (laughs) That's good stuff in there. Around (laughs) all the cocaine. I got one more thing. Do you guys sure. do you guys are familiar with like Steve O from Jackass, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, of course. Do you think like Jonah Hill was like trying to be Steve O in this film? I feel like he was channeling Steve O because he's like a big when he like eat the fish. Yeah, he's a big Big Brother <laughs> fan. His whole like vibe was <laughs> like if you go vibe, and yeah. watch if you go and watch like Steve O just really high as fuck like out of his old Jackass videos or something like when that or just PCP. anything <laughs> yeah he's it's like holy shit that's what Jonah Hill was doing he was a big 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 brother fan it's like big brother skateboarding which is just like oh, okay. skateboarding and weird is stunts and stuff where Ryan Dunn and um, those guys were all hung out together uh, some of them like Johnny Knoxville and so yeah, it's like some CKY of those... and Big Brother came together yeah, yeah, came together and created Jackass, Jackass. yeah <laughs> yeah um, but like yeah it's like he's he's notorious for being this nerd that was in, like in Sorry, that scene was thinking of, not yeah so I just feel like yeah he's uh ch- he's channeling Steve-O I think he, he he just I think he saw the scripts and thought fucking hell this is gonna be fun let's see how <laughs> how far I can take it um, yeah. and it's one of those things because Jonah Hill before this for me he was always kind of like he's always a funny character you know in Superbad he's the funniest guy in it uh, but you know the first maybe the second scene is he's encouraging him to smoke crack in that random outhouse bit and he just like <laughs> lions and tiger and bear yeah exactly. <laughs> that's so <laughs> such a strange scene yeah, uh, yeah. and that's you know, for other films that would be like the most dodgy scene that happens but it just isn't um, one of many <laughs> Exactly, and it, and but you, I think you just saw the scripts and thought, let's fucking have a lot of fun here because it's going to be yeah. insane. Let's just go for the ride. Uh, but I think yeah, it probably is channeling some of the jackass guys. I'm not sure Steve-O specifically, but yeah, he's having fun. It's just, it's, that's what it reminded me of when I saw him. Some of those teeth as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I have some teeth and make them bigger and whiter? Great. You know, jaws. Um, that's what I want. Okay. okay, let's head to the scores. Hello, I'm Sam Pay. And I'm Martin Zolt-Sorstwick. And we are the two hosts of a podcast called Song, Song by, by Song, Song, where we listen every week to a track by the musical artist Tom Waits. Uh, you might know him for his gravelly voice. <coughs> uh, very nice. His appearance in films, but also his multi-decade spanning career uh, involving blues, jazz, and all sorts of other kinds of experimental music. So we're basically like a book club for Tom Waits. And if that sounds like your cup of tea, you can find us at songbysongpodcast.com or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to the Flix Watcher scores. They're all out of five. You may have decimal places. And we will start with you, please, Phil, with your recommendability. Five. (laughs) It's going to be a five for everything, I think. But um, I... (laughs) (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, I don't. I think if I recommended this movie to someone, they would think less of me. But I don't know if I would care that much. Again, I could see why. Like, I understand everything 
like been sent here and I agree with some of it um but god what a ride like you know roller coasters are mm. scary and they might make you throw up but they're worth it for the experience <laughs> so I'll use that as my analogy for some reason um five wow. I'm gonna mess the score up <laughs> Jonathan uh, I gotta give it uh, I gotta give it a, I think a 3.5 he said it's, 5 did you hear that he said 5 <laughs> <laughs> it's a yeah it's it's a tough watch and I think it's something that you're gonna you're gonna like have a hard time selling on people um, for many reasons for the stock market being confusing uh, but then again they they make fun of that they make fun of it the whole time yeah. they tell you it's a f- fugazi fugazi it's fairy, it's fairy dust. dust it doesn't matter um, but yeah it's 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 also very long and that's the big thing but then also it's if i tell someone to go watch this and they're expecting like goodfellas or casino and then they get like as much of the sex and drugs that you get bombarded with with this film then they're gonna probably be a little bit like wow and maybe turned off so (laughs) 3.5 helen um i think most people i know have seen it so like it's pointless me recommending it or kind of like telling them to see it anyway Zero. it's kind of an interesting one you know what i was just quite bored it didn't didn't really entertain me for long enough and i don't know whether it was just it kind of goes on and on and on and on to a point where you're just like okay i kind of get it or you're just kind of like numbed because it just there's so much that you're just like well nothing's shocking me anymore because i've just had that much of it so it's a shame because I, I do like Scorsese and, you know, he he just tends to make some long films. But I kind of, you know, if it's Scorsese, I'm happy with that. Although I, I'm yet to watch The Irishman. Um, oh, you got to watch so, The Irishman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. You it's longer it. than that. You could have chosen it. Well, this is it. I, I could, but I feel like I would have been uh, fighting a losing battle there because I was one of the few people that liked it at the Prince Charles. Oh, I really liked it. I, I liked love, The Irishman. I really liked that movie. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Another day. So it's it's still on Netflix. Someone may pick it, and yeah, my time will come. Um, yeah. This this just it, this film isn't for me. Um, I'll give it a three. Yeah, I'm gonna go for four point two. Um, because it is it is fun. And if someone says if someone hasn't seen it, I'm like, yeah, go, yeah, watch it. Um, but for people with a nervous disposition, not for yourselves. Uh, and my caveat will be, it's a bit much. Uh, so just, you know, if there's any point you think it's a bit much now, then feel free to just turn it off because it's going to get worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that might happen just right at the start. Just a conversation with too much. <laughs> yeah, right at the start with the cocaine in, in the butt scene. If that's already too much in the first five minutes, then turn it off. <laughs> That's probably I mean, the camera. You know if you don't it. like the first five minutes, turn it off and <laughs> yeah. you'll be fine. Um, so 4.1. Um, repeat viewing score, Phil. Again, I'm going to be biased. I've you know already uh, said too much and said I watched it twice in one day and I've seen it several times since. I obviously get a lot of uh, re- uh, value out of rewatching it. It just it makes me laugh every time. It hits me every time. It just works for me every time I watch it and I like sitting there and quoting along <laughs> with it um, in the same feel as I watched like Goodfellas um, obviously not as uh, 
not much a good fella better movie um and yeah the the length doesn't bother me it the length is never an issue if i like the movie mm. um although like uh kobe you said earlier it's hard to justify when you know i could watch two movies i haven't seen in the time it takes to watch uh, wolf of wall street um but whatever, good thing you can make a thick now movie, and I'd watch it. I, you know, I literally, <laughs> I, I just enjoy it. But for me, it, it has to be a personal one, and I would say five. It would be a lie. It would be a lie. Any other score would be a lie because I've seen it so many damn times, <laughs> too many times. Johnson, I've got to go two because, and that's really low, I know, but I think it's just because. Uh, it's, I feel like once you've seen it, you've seen this one, and it's and it's like it's a bit of a struggle because it is there are so many good parts to it, so many good scenes, so many good uh, performances and moments and stuff. But because of how long it is and how intense it is when you are trying to get to those good parts, it doesn't make for a good repeat viewing. <laughs> like, so it's like put it on maybe once every i don't know like like i said this time watching around was probably on the second time i watched it so it's like it took a long time for me to want to rewatch it again what was so, the, when did this come out again was it 2013 13 okay cool yeah uh helen yeah so i i had seen it before watching it for this but i definitely didn't make it to the end um it's it's really long um I already said that. Sorry, um, I'm probably not going to watch this one again. Uh, a one. Uh, I'm going to go for. I think I'm going to two. I'm going to go a bit more. Two point two, um, and I think it's long. But when you when you press play, I'm I'm happy. I'm in it. It's the looking at the time, running time, and thinking that oh, it's not now. But when. When I saw it listed, I was like, yeah, great. I've not seen it for a while. I'm looking forward to watching it again. So it's, I think the cadence for me is that like once every you know, four years, five years, I'd watch it happily. But, um, and once you press play, I'm in it. And that probably leads to the, to the engagement score more than repeat viewing. Um, cause it is long, but it doesn't feel long when I when when I press play. I don't feel like I'm, it's laboured. Like other, you know, even one and a half hour films can be, seem laboured. Um, but this was like, good it didn't really sag that much maybe when they went to england when he went to england quote unquote wherever wherever that bit was set um apart from that it kind of just rattled along uh a bit too a bit too hastily small screen score film oh that's interesting i think you would be giving it a disservice if you watched it on the small screen to a certain extent not that it's not enjoyable Mm -hmm. probably just as enjoyable but it's my Scorsese movie and you know a shot on you know like shoot on film should be projected from that if you can i know that it's a mix of formats in this movie he used in digital on film um but those shots like he played with you know like aspect ratios and screen a lot and there's something to like the shot i'm thinking of specifically and at the moment where jordan comes out to the floor to give a speech to the troops and he thought if he had his arms outstretched and the camera in literally in the palm of his hand and he thought of guiding it across the room and and then he throws it after the speech and the camera like looms over the whole crowd and those moments are infinitely better in the cinema sure so 
I think it loses something on the full screen. Um, so I'll give it a 4.5 for that. Jonathan? Uh, yeah, I can agree with what Phil says. I mean, I feel like Scorsese definitely does make like films for the big screen, and seeing his films on the big screen are an experience. Um, but again, I'm... I'm not like as big of a stickler for watching things. I feel like there's a, you can have a good marriage between watching things on a small screen at home, you know, versus the cinema. And um, there's room for both. And I feel like the, with the length of this film, you can do yourself favors by being able to take breaks and stuff and kind of refresh your brain for a second, you know, step away for a moment before you come back and finish it. Although you hitting pause on there will um, maybe and seeing how much runtime is left uh will you return kind of frighten you <laughs> yeah yeah it might frighten you so what's your score uh oh sorry yeah i'll give it a, i'll give it a four for that because i mean you know if you're in the cinema and you're dealing with that you're look you might be looking at your watch or you get the jitter lag you know so <laughs> <laughs> gotta pee gotta pee gotta pee yeah <laughs> uh helen yeah so i was trying to, i didn't see this at the cinema i don't know why i can't remember that far back um I think had I watched it first time in the cinema, I probably would have had a better experience with it because, um, I mean, Scorsese is obviously making films for the big screen and several of the big set pieces, you know, they're so loud and they're so in your face that I think it kind of gets lost on a slightly smaller screen. If you, I think maybe if you've seen it on the big screen first and then it's easier for you to kind of watch it on the small screen yeah. because you've kind of taken it all in. But watching it first time on the big screen, it just it, it just felt like there was too much going on for, for the one screen. Um, but that says I wouldn't go and watch it in the cinema if it was on tomorrow. Um, <laughs> a four, yeah, a four. I think if you've seen it and you like it, you'll watch it on the small screen. But for a first watch, you probably best watch it on a big screen. Uh, I'm going to go for 4.5. I think what you said there, um, I think watching the big screen the first time is the best way to do it, and then subsequent watches is kind of just fine. Okay, engagement score. Phil? I'll, I'll yeah, put my neck out again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, again, I have to be at five. Uh, I've put it on so many times, and I've watched it so many times, and I don't get bored of it. I'm still engaged with it. Um, however many times later that I've seen it um, again there's something palpable tangible about that story that uh, I just enjoy watching yeah. I think endlessly entertaining so uh, five even with all the bad bits the naughty bits <laughs> Jonathan uh, I've got to go for 3.5 again for this as well. Um, it's like it, it, it's sort of like a train wreck you're watching and sometimes <laughs> you can't turn your your eyes away. It's like, you know, you want to be a rubbernecker and see like this gruesome car crash that's going on. But at the same time, it's like I go back to that, like, oh, pause it halfway through, just go to the toilet. And then you see you still have an hour and a half left and you're like, Shh. Jesus, um, but you know, <laughs> if you're if you're the if you're gonna take the take the plunge, go for it. I'm not the type of person to quit something, but you know, go back to my repeat viewing score if you want to figure out how my <laughs> algorithm works in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> that was two. Um, so Helen, I think I'm just still in awe that Phil went to see it at the cinema and then went straight back in <laughs> to see it again. I'm a I'm a sadist, you know. Yeah. 
I mean, that's some commitment. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, as I said before, I just find it a, a, a bit a bit boring. I just really struggled with it. And um, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I did use this time to kind of have a little bit of a read into the things that, you know, sometimes these films are a little bit embellished, but like most of the stuff that's on there did happen, um, yeah. which is either a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, it's just... There's definitely a, a good two-hour film in here. Um, I really don't think it needed to have been this long. Maybe had it been a bit shorter and just some of the excess edited a bit sharper, maybe I would have been a bit more engaged. So I'm going to give it a three. Uh, I'm going to give it a five for engagement because yeah. I think my cadence of not watching that often just means I'll be hooked in and it's... It's not like as I said before. It's like a roller coaster. I'm hooked in. It's the after. It's the aftertaste. It's that the, the dirty feeling. <laughs> <laughs> so whilst whilst it's going on, I'm like in it, in it to win it. Um, yeah. So five, and that gives us an overall score of three point seven one two five zero, which is decent. It's yeah. decent. Not it's bad. A bit low for my liking, but yeah. whatever. The way the way <laughs> Phil said yes when you said five, it was like that. We are one, one of us. We are we one, <laughs> one of us. <laughs> it's the repeat viewing score that let it down, and that's typically just what happens with longer films. Um, mm-hmm. Just generally, uh, it's repeat viewing of two point five five. Well, this is how the cookie crumbles. But thank you very much, uh, Phil and Jonathan. Can you just sign off by letting everyone who's listening know where they can find uh, Podshell Cinecast and Breadcrumbs and, well, the address for Pinchtel Cinema as well? Yeah, well, you can find myself personally at tall for all T-A-L-L, the number four A-L-L on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, yeah, in the podcast, the Podshell Cinecast, we, we, re- we release weekly, um, usually Wednesdays, and you... Yeah, it's great, great, fun little film podcast. Wednesdays? I think. It's, yeah, is that the same day as you guys go out? Yeah. Hey, you, you can line them up. Two it's the one Wednesday day. There's night nothing ward. to do. So that's what's there? What's there going on? If you listen to this, if you listen to this on a Wednesday, just this is the end now. Just line up Podshell Cinecast. Over. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Double yeah. Bill. Can, Nothing's go- nothing else is going on. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's, <laughs> what are you it's doing, a, really? It's a fun, it's a fun, fun uh, podcast. Phil and I have created this just madness uh, over there in the last like half year, year. Um, because what else is there to do? The cinema's not been open, so we don't, we can't really talk about too much of the cinema. And yeah, uh, but you can find us at the PCC podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And we have a little network that we're forming called the Breadcrumbs Collective at Breadcrumbs Pod, where it's Patrol Cinecast. We got a weird anti podcast called Breadcrumbs. And yeah, we got a new show coming out soon called Franchise, which we're going to be talking about film franchises and going through each film in each franchise. Um, so yeah. Starting that with Fast and the Furious. So if you like those films, woo, vroom, vroom. That one, that one's just going to keep on going forever and ever, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see how we get out of that franchise. I mean, you know, it'll, it'll end. We'll go to something else and then we'll come back the next time they drop another one. And, uh, you know, there's only a couple more left, right? There's nine well, and I, ten. I don't know. They're right? making a billion a pop. They're making a billion each, each time. So yeah, why would you stop that money machine? Because they're going too far. Because they don't know, like space is the final frontier. It's just like how how can we go further? Underwater, than space? not been underwater yet. True, good point. So Sea Lab twenty twenty one. There we go. <laughs> Sharks. 
Oh, they, they did have a submarine, didn't they? A, a sub-Arctic submarine, didn't they, in one episode? Don't spoil anything, because uh, <laughs> I... You're on the, the secret to The secret to the uh, Fast and Furious series right now is that I haven't seen all of them, so oh, it's right. like I'm, I'm like... Oh, I apologize. <laughs> no, it's fine. The The internet spoils everything. It's fine. What's one more person spoiling a thing for me? <laughs> Boiler, the, the submarine in one of them. <laughs> yeah. Great. I just got over the fact that Paul Walker died. Anyway, on that bombshell. So, Phil, who are you? Where can we find you online? Uh, nobody. Um, I'm on the Twitter, in the Twitter sphere, um, at FarAwayNad. Also on Instagram, under the unusual moniker, Dog I met uh, dog ned underscore i underscore met ned, where I post pictures of dogs I have met, um, and that's it. It's usually me. It's usually Jonathan. Um, <laughs> it's mostly dogs, um, and you know, uh, no wolves, Wolf Street or otherwise. Yeah, um, you can hear me on the podcast in a cast and the breadcrumbs pod. Uh, please do check out our network over there we have a cool little family of podcast brewing and it's always fun we've got a just for the pod just to hard sell the podcast in a cast it's like part film review show part sitcom part like existential crisis hotline <laughs> you know it's yeah. a mate it's just a i think it's uh not the pod cast we want but the one we need in these <laughs> in these times and uh yeah. again thank you kobe and helen for having us you two have no, a great show i really yeah, enjoy it like so much, guys. So, it's thank well you over so due much. the amount of times we talk about you guys uh uh we need to have you on here to, yeah. to represent and you've done so admirably represent yeah represent that Prince from, Charles cinema you guys go out there it's a great place picking, picking dirty films maybe i don't know um <laughs> Casino still one. I haven't. I generally haven't seen Casino. I never try to try and find it. It's just not, it's not anywhere. Well, we show we show at the cinema on thirty five every so often. Yeah. So hey, you know if you get your Scorsese fix down at the Prince Charles Cinema. So when the end of times finishes, when the end of times ends, <laughs> and the times begin again, then I'll come to you, you see you guys on what's Casino there. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward we'll, to it. We'll be there. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks yeah, so much. Thank for you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Enjoyed this episode of Flixwatcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at FlixWatcherPod on Twitter and we're at FlixWatcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Ben and that's Rockwood, R-O-K-K, Wood audio tell them flicks what you sent you you just heard a stripped media production